your Cornish, Cornish Soccer, Soccer Podcast. The Cornish Soccer Friday fix this week has a bit of everything with a manager, a player and a coach all starring in the episode. Let's kick off with a coach and quite a well-known name to anyone that follows Cornish football is Glyn Hooper, currently coach of the Cornwall County Youth Squad, the under-18s. Hi Glyn, how are you and, and how was the golf today? Um, easy day, yeah, the golf was uh, very good on the back nine, um, not so good on the front nine, 23 points coming in. So, um, yeah, starting to click together, which uh, it's nice to be back playing again and uh, uh, nice to bump into uh, Gary Penaligan and Ollie Brokenshire and uh, Phil Lafferty oh, from so the footballing world as well. So, yeah, really good afternoon. Anyway, Saturday, uh, all be well. Cornwall take on Devon at Weybridge in a South and West Counties Championship group match with kick-off being half past two. So how are things looking player-wise, Glenn, in preparation? Yeah, we're looking, we're looking good. Um, we're, we're missing Max Gilbert. Um, who's away on holiday? Who obviously is our as our skipper um, is going to be a loss to us. But um, the squad's there for a reason. Um, so uh, the management team will will meet up uh, 45 minutes before the players arrive and uh, just discuss our thoughts um, with how we're going to set up um, and personnel in particular positions. So. Um, yeah, you know, a bit of a loss to us, but uh, an opportunity to uh, give other players a, a go and um, hopefully get the right result. Mm. And of course, for those that aren't aware, as it has everywhere across the, the county, the weather's this winter has really played its part. Uh, by instead of the county having four games in this competition, it was cut in half to help the fixture congestion. And with Cornwall having beaten Somerset 5-2, uh, Devon had earlier won 4-2 against Somerset. It means, Glyn, that we know what's required before the kickoff, don't we? So is that a good or bad thing, do you reckon? Um, I think it's uh, another opportunity for players to experience a different scenario. Um, you know, we don't tend to have these situations, you know, at local level. Mm. Um, so going into the game, it's uh, looking at game management, um, how we approach the game. A um, bit of a, a sort of Champions League um, two-leg affair because you know what you've got to do. You know the result that you can go for. Um, so again, on the players' development side, um, it will be a new experience for them because uh, they don't get this opportunity very often. So, um, you know, certainly as a coach, you look forward to these sort of days and hopefully the players will do the same. Yeah, because I was going to ask, I mean, how important... Uh well, the game obviously is important for the lads, but when it comes to sort of playing and representing a county and longer term, uh, how important is it in the development of the players, do you think? I think it allows them to gauge where they are as a player against uh, players of the same age um, nationally. Um, you know, all the boys are, are playing, you know, senior football. Um, and, and sometimes that's quite difficult to gauge where you are as a player. Um, they're obviously playing their, their college football, etc. But it is, you know, it is hopefully playing against the best players from from rival counties, and, and Devon being our closest one. Um, so, so the importance of it is is for their own development in their own mindset, um, but also being able to deal with a, an occasion that. Um, Cornwall go into it knowing that avoid defeat and they get themselves to a South West County final um, and that brings its own pressure so 
think that for the players in general, it's going to be a, how they deal with it psychologically. Um, as much as they can deal with it, you know what what happens uh, on on the technical terms uh, on the field. So um, yeah, it's a, quite an exciting day um, and quite a different day, which uh, is what we're always trying to do um, within the county setup is is to offer different opportunities and different experiences and certainly Saturday is going to be one of them uh, and you mentioned the word exciting now last season it it was you know one of the best ever I guess in the county youth uh, history uh, uh, this season obviously can you compare the two because it's been such a hit and miss stop and start sort of season hasn't it yeah it's been really frustrating and I think grassroots football in general has, has found that um, with the amount of fixtures being cancelled. Um, we went out to Gloucestershire at 5-3 in extra time who got to the semi-final um, and, and lost in the semi-final to Norfolk. Um, so comparison very difficult but um, I think what it proves is, is how difficult it is to get to a final um, of a national competition. Um, how fantastic the players last year did, um, but also actually how well the players did this year in in being 3-1 down at Gloucestershire, um, coming back to 3-all, extra time, we just didn't quite have enough. Um, Gloucestershire going on to beat Durham 5-1 in the next round. Um, and, and, and it surprised me a little bit that Gloucestershire then went and lost to Norfolk. But, um, you know, there was a reason why Cornwall didn't get to a final for for 72 years it's hard it's mm -hmm. hard to get there mm -hmm. um, and I think this year we've we've had a group of players that probably in an attacking sense uh, have been very very exciting um, and on on defensively um, you know we've we've struggled a little bit more than last year uh, and, and that was our, our downfall um, against Gloucestershire but it's a it's a very very talented group of players that um, are exciting to watch and as you saw yourself in, in Gloucester that 3-1 down all of a sudden within sort of 15 minutes the, the game was turned um, with some brilliant individual play and I think that's probably what we've got this year is some real individuals um, exciting flair going forward um, but perhaps we haven't quite got the same balance as a defensive unit and, and, and that's cost us at times this year Mm. And it, it's it's also it must be great to to know and see that the the players such as to name just one there's loads of them but Ollie Walker say for example he's been doing so well at Falmouth in you know step six level football it's a, some achievement for eighteen year olds isn't it Ollie's a tremendous talent and you know I think uh, clubs have had a look at him you know and he's he's been with us now for three years uh, I brought him in as a uh, a 15 stroke 16 year old to, to gain a bit of experience um, he was fabulous for his last year I've played him probably out of position this year in certain uh, situations um, playing straight down through the middle um, I did change that in the last game but you know it is it's um, it's great to see these these lads week in week out playing step six football and making a massive impact and um, you know as I've always said it it's also credit to the clubs that supporting these players in their development and allowing them to come and you know play for us on Saturday, mm. uh, where there is a huge fixture pileup. So 
it, you know, I think every county in the country is struggling at this sort of level. So for us to be able to get the players out on Saturday again, you know, huge thanks to uh, all the clubs in the county. I guess if there's one disappointment to you as a coach, it must be that due to everyone's busy football calendar and you've already mentioned colleges and clubs or whatever, that that you can't get the lads together more. Yeah, it is. Um, but, but you know that when you take this role on. So you, so you have to work with what you've got. It would be fabulous to sort of have a role in football clubs that just bring in the county youth every year and they play in your club side every week. And the league will turn around and say, well, county youth weekend, if that's fine, off you go and, mm. and play your county youth game. But we know that's not going to happen. Um, and we've also got to be realistic. You know, what we're doing is give an opportunity for the lads to play for their county. Um, and to try and bring the players in for a further training session when they might have already had, you know, certainly in certain establishments, four or five sessions in a week, they would have also then gone and trained with their club side, and then for me to turn around to them and say, well, actually, I want you in as well on a different night is, is unrealistic and really unfair. Mm. So, so we have to work with what we've got. We have to make minor adjustments on match day. Uh, and the times we do get them in, which we do get them in on, on the odd Saturday morning, um, which has to be low-key, low, low key, as in impact-wise, um, to make sure that we, we look after them. And, you know, for me, that's the major point, is, is that we make sure we look after our best young players in the county. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's always happening, which, uh, which is always a worry. Um, but that's out of my control. All I can do is is manage the players around the county youth, and and I, and I think we managed to do that pretty well. Yeah, I was going to ask: Is there a danger that players actually might might play too much? Without a doubt, there's no doubt about that. They're they're still developing, um, they're still maturing, and they're being asked to play four or five times a week um, in, in its current format. Um, and then yes, the weather's you know had a huge impact upon that. Um, but I, I I do question whether sometimes coaches are looking after the player, mm. or are they looking after their own situation? Mm. Um, and I think as a coach, mm. at this level, you know we, we shouldn't be results driven. Um, they're playing step six football. They're playing county youth football. They're playing college and sixth form football you know if, in the grand scheme of things no one's losing their jobs over it um, that's paying a mortgage but what it is doing is affecting the long term development of our players and week in week out I am hearing players are injured players are carrying knocks but they can't they, they feel they can't go and tell their managers coaches that they're injured because if they do then they're left out for the next week and next two or three games and I think there has to be a change of culture um, and, and for us at County Youth if a player's not fit no problem you know don't don't force your way through it and I think in the last game players looked at me and our coaching staff on the sideline and started to say oh I'm a bit you know getting a bit tight right off you come mm-hmm. and, and we immediately brought them off it wasn't a case of well give me 10 more minutes give me another 15 minutes no off you come you're 16, 17 years old and you've got a whole future in front of you uh, and I'm not willing to risk that so um, 
yeah, it'd be nice to see other coaches across the country, across the country, across the county as well, doing the same. Mm. This will be uh, coming up to the end of your third season in charge. I mean, what what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learnt yourself personally? Well, that's, a, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I think the biggest biggest learning curve is is understanding that um, the players have lots lots of decisions to make in the sense around their around their football. Uh, they they've got their their, their, their school football they've got their under 18 Rathbone trophy they've got their under 21 they've got their club they've got their county um, and they want to do it all um, as as I would have mm. as, a, as a, a young player and it's trying to just advise them enough that they make their own decision of what they do but recognise that sometimes you have to prioritise what they need to do but allow them to do it um, you, you can't get into a situation of telling them um, because they've got their own mind and I think over the, the three years it's been very much trying to create that environment that players want to be there rather than telling them that they have to be there mm -hmm. and we've had players that are plenty good enough to play Cornwall under 18s and for whatever reason they make life difficult for us by never responding to text message <laughs> um, they make life difficult by not turning up on match day um, when they've confirmed and just letting it go um, that's fine that's fine if they don't want to be there it's absolutely fine because it should be an honour to play for your county and if you don't want to be there, no problem whatsoever. Um, and certainly, you know, even this year we've had a couple of so players that have told me they're desperate to be part of it, but I've yet to see them. But that's absolutely fine. That's their choice because football is a choice, and I'm not going to I'm not going to beat myself up over uh, losing one or two players by saying they want to be there but actually they don't turn up um, they've made the choice and uh, let them carry on playing their own own club football because that's what they want to do and, and I respect that that's fair enough uh, can we mention next season do we know what's happening for you next season um, well the county has, have asked um, whether you know what our thoughts are um, I've spoken to all the management team and um, you know that includes you, Dave, and uh, and, and Mark Huckle, um, and you know all, all the coaches around me. And the general consensus is we'd love to carry on and do it again. Um, I think we feel that this season, because of the weather, it's sort of a bit of unfinished business. Um, so yes, I've gone back to the county and said we're very happy to continue. Um, and, and the county now will take that forward and, and decide whether they're happy for us to continue or not. So um, I've had that conversation with Jeff Lee, and um, he will he will in turn take that back to the directors and to the board. And and so we await now, hopefully, a positive decision in that we can do it again for another year. And um, yeah, we look forward to the trial starting in in June. Um, but 
but obviously we've got a big game against Devon on Saturday first and hopefully um, a final against I believe either Gloucestershire or Oxford if we're successful on Saturday yeah they play the the Sunday don't they the day after they us, do. so yeah you'll know sooner or later so oh, well thanks Glenn for talking to to us and I'm sure everyone throughout the county will be wishing you and the squad all the best for the game on Saturday and good luck thanks ever so much Dave and thanks for your support as always your Cornish podcast so it's a warm welcome to Anthony Hoskin joining this week's Cornish Soccer Friday Fix episode. Hi Anthony, how are you? Yeah, very good, thank you Dave. Yeah, good. Good, good. Now, for those of uh, you that might not know, Anthony is manager of Ludgeville in the South West Peninsula League's Division 1 West, having come up last summer from the Cornwall Combination League as runners-up. And I think it's fair to say that after last night's 3-0 home win over Port Levin, which takes you now into second place in the table, Anthony. You're not having a bad first season, are you? No, it was, um, we're doing all right, Dave, to be fair. Um, it, to be honest, we set out this season, set out our goal, obviously, to stay in the league, our first season in it. Um, but a bit disappointed at the moment being second, where, you know, before Christmas we were top and uh, being quite comfortable on top with a few games in hand, but with the weather, it's just put us back a little bit. Yeah, but... Uh... You're in second place, but you're only two points behind the leaders, Liscard, but with four games in hand over them. So you must be fairly comfortable about that. Well, yeah, you could say that on paper, four games in hand, but we've got some tough games to come up. Obviously, we've got to go to Liscard yet. Uh, we've got Mosul twice. We've got to go back to Port Levin and play them. Um, so we've got a backlog of fixtures like many teams. So... I think in this league, any team's capable of beating anybody, you know, as as Bude proved that by beating us. Yes, that must have been a bit of a surprise for you. Uh, yeah, it was, to be honest. We were, we were a little bit short going up there. Um, obviously a long trip, but um, it was one of them games, Dave. You know, we we peppered their goal, just couldn't, the, the ball just wouldn't go in for, the, in for us. We had two or three kicked off the line, hit the crossbar, hit the post, and they scored a worldly 35-yarder. Mm-hmm. Um that's football, as they say. <laughs> yeah. What about um, I was at the match on Wednesday against Fourth Levin, and uh, and with a goal in the first minute, you couldn't have had a better start, could you? No, no, we couldn't. You know what it's like when when you got evening games, people rushing from work to get there. But uh, our boys are pretty committed. We were there, good hour before kick off. You know, uh, set it our game plan, uh, trying it it them pretty quick. Um, didn't expect to hit them in the first minute, but. You know, I thought last night's game was a good advert for the for the league. You know, it's a good crowd here, and you know, two good sides. Yeah, certainly looking um, pretty good uh, as as far as the ground goes now at Ludgeron as well, isn't it? Uh, for you know, for for people that haven't been there for a couple of seasons, it's it's changed so much, hasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, like you say, we're a small village. You know, we've got no player budget or nothing like that. You know, we've got local boys around the area that have been with us for. A five or six years now and you know we did sign a few at the beginning of the season but local boys and they're all friends they're all mates you know play a bit of golf together and go on the beer together so you know it's um, like a little family club really and uh, of course uh, what about that goal machine Gerrans James he scored another two last night yeah um, Gerrans was just firing before Christmas just coming into his own before Christmas and we had the, a bit of a lengthy layoff and uh, Gerrans is a player that needs to be playing on a regular basis uh, to keep his fitness up um, so 
yeah, it was good. You know, like I say, I thought Beauty, he was unlucky. He had a few chances he missed. But um, last night, I thought he, he led the line really well. And I thought he roughed the defence up, you know, and he, he pulled two really good goals off. Only Gerrans can score that sort of goal, really. Mm. How would you actually compare, if you're looking at the season so far, with, say, your last couple when you were involved in title races in the Cornwall Combination League, how would you compare the seasons? I think this year we're lucky we've got a big squad this year. Uh, we've got a squad of about 19, 20 players. You know, obviously people are not available every week, but on the whole we normally have a fairly big squad. Last year we came runners up in, in the combo. We had a small squad due to injuries and etc. But the season that we did win the combo, we had a big squad. And I think it will put us in good stead, you know, with a run in there with a lot of fixtures to be played. And what about from the players' angle? Um, do you think that they're enjoying it? Are, are they realising that actually, you know, it is a step up from last season and they're doing well? Yeah, we, we, it is a big step up for us. But with the, with the players that we've got, and we, you know, we've been the, we were the most consistent side four or five years on the trot in, in the combo side in the combo league, and uh, you know. Our, no, never a doubt our ability or, or the players. I think our players are as good as anybody, and there's a lot of teams that would like to have some of our players in their team. Um, but it was never, we was never worried about the step up. It was just, you know, the travelling aspect of it. But we've been very committed this year, and uh, you know, we'll see where we will be at the end of the season. But no, the boys are loving it really, and they they love playing against the higher teams. And uh, there's some good teams in this league, you know, and. If we had enough money here at Lodge in the budget, you know, we would try and push to go higher, but I don't think that will happen, really. Mm. You mentioned travelling. Do, do you go, uh, how do you do it? In a minibus, cars, or what? Uh, by rule, we're very lucky. We're quite close to the, the primary school here, and uh, we have a, the, the option of two minibuses, and obviously, and we just pay a donation into the uh, school fund, and uh, obviously, we. Um, we do. We are fortunate to have somebody that does um, pay for the fuel bill, which is um, very nice. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I guess also if you, if we do take the minibus, it, it's better for team spirit and all that sort of thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's right. You know, you go away, you long trip away, you know, and uh, have a few beers in the bus. It's quite nice, quite quite <laughs> a good evening. So, <laughs> no, our boys do like a bit of a social side. So. Uh, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to ask you what time you got home from Bude. Uh, to be honest, Dave, we actually drove to Bude uh, <laughs> because the fixtures were obviously been rearranged, etc. And uh, the bus that day was um, on hire somewhere else, so uh, we actually drove. And to be honest, I was back straight. Well, I did have a quick drink after the game, but I was back a good time for about an hour's trip so which is very good oh that's good not so bad so if we look at the games to go you've got 11 to play 5 at home 6 away uh, and you've actually already mentioned it you've got 4 against fellow title contenders Mosul twice Liscard and Port Levin the first one against Mosul coming this Saturday now you probably know as much uh, as well as I that they were there or some of them were there Wednesday watching you play Port Levin they've already beaten you uh at your place in the League Cup, but is there anything really that you don't know about each other at this stage of the season? Uh, to be honest, I'm not really, I'm not one to really look into teams to see how they are, I just worry about the way we play. Um, 
when Maisel did beat us here in the cup, it was 3-2 and they did bring in quite a few players from elsewhere and uh, put a hell of a side against us. Um, we all know in the football uh, circle that Maisel are a club that are very ambitious. They want to go forward. Um, they've got a massive budget over there now. Uh, infrastructure's there for them. Um, I think in this league, we could possibly all say to Maisel, you know, that they are going to go further. Um, it's a local derby, though. Mm. Um, I have played over the years when I used to play. I've played against Maisel. It's never going to be an easy game if they had no stars or they had their local, all local boys. But um, I think they're going to be um, weary of us as well. I think, I think it's open for a good game. Um, as long as we apply ourselves right, uh, we'll be a hard team to beat. Certainly, that you've said it already. That that local derby aspect adds a bit of spice to it, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, we've we've got some players that play for us that play for Maisel, etc. And obviously, some of their boys have, have played for us over the years. So there's a bit of that. Obviously, there's a bit of a rivalry now with the points side of it. You know, they're going to come here as favourites, and. Um, probably rightly so you know they're the, they're the informed team they've been lucky with their pitch they've been playing most of the season so um, but no we're looking forward to it and like I say after the end of the game we'll see where we'll be but the league won't be won on Saturday it will be you know still lots of games to play OK and, and, and final question I can't let you go without actually asking you this uh, uh, if you don't win the league or, or who do you actually feel maybe that you're sort of main contender to take the league? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm looking at I've, I have had a look at the league title today, uh, league table today, and uh, there's a number of five or six teams that are still in the hunt, ourselves included. You know, with Maisel, the Scarred, Port Levin, Alberton are still there, uh, and Milbert. So it's about between any six teams. Everybody's got to play each other. Um, no game is going to be easy now with the, the fixture congestion. So um, I would like to think that we're going to be pushing around there at the end of the season. Um, as you you said, 11 games to play, 33 points to play for. You know, I'd be happy to take 28 points out of 33. And I think that we'll be close. Mm, that's a big ask. Um, and also looking at your fixtures, what you got to... The end of April is when it really gets busy for you, doesn't it? Well, that's right, it does get busy, but, you know, we're going to have to just roll our sleeves up and, you know, have that, that attitude and that, that fighting attitude that we had last night against a strong side. Um, but, you know, we've, uh, we've set goals for the last five or six seasons and the boys have delivered on, on numerous occasions and, I'm confident that, you know, coming into the season, we'll be in, in around the mix. If we don't win it, we don't win it. You know, we, like I said, it was our first season. We was always happy to stay in the league. But we'll see where we'll be. And, of course, uh, actually, the the fact that, you you know, there are, what, seven of you, seven clubs vying for the top place, that's a bit of a change, isn't it, from, from what you've been used to in the combination when it's really been down to just one or two clubs uh, going for the for going for the title? Yeah, it's new. Um, like you say, it is new. Uh, uh, the combos are good league still, but there is four or five good teams in it, and the rest are mediocre. And that's no disgrace, you know, to any of them. Uh, and we were one of the top teams in the combo for a few years. Um, but 
But I have, you know, things do turn around. I have was in with Lodgeman when we were the bottom team. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you know, like I say, it's going to be no easy game to play now. Um, every game's going to be sort of a cup final for us. Those, those years you just touched on that Ludford struggled. You really did struggle, didn't you? So, so, so to, you must be enjoying the current, uh, the current uh, times. Yeah, like I said, I played uh, for Ludford for lots of years. I also played for Penzance for a while, and I was yeah back you know lots of years ago as player manager, chairman of one season all in one. And, Struggling, getting beat, you know, nine, nine nil, ten nil. I wasn't here when they were getting beat eleven, twelve, fifteen nil. But I've always been associated with the club and with my dad, etc. And uh, we've had some good times in the last six or seven years. But knowing local football, it's all the swings and roundabouts. You know, you have your good years and you have your bad years. And we certainly had some bad years, but we're we're enjoying the good years at the moment. We have a good crowd every week and well supported. So may they continue. Yes, I was going to say, uh, make sure you enjoy it whilst you can, and that's a, that's probably a good place to finish this uh, this this chat. Uh, all the best for the rest of the season, Anthony, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you again before the uh, before the end of the campaign. Yeah, hopefully, Dave. Yeah, I'd like to say thanks very much for inviting me on, and uh, I've seen you in a couple of our games, and you know, it'd be nice to catch up, have a chat. Like I say, but take this opportunity as well to wish every team, you know, in the in the build up. To the end of the season, all the best. Whoever wins it will deserve it. Your Cornish Well, we've had the coach and the manager. Now it's the turn of the player, and that player is Harry Evans of Bodmin. Welcome to the Cornish Soccer Friday Fix, Harry. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Dave. Good, good. Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, it's good. been a bit of a busy week uh, with a game on Monday, two-one home to Fiji yeah. Salt Ash, and then of course yeah. another game on Wednesday. Uh, Again at home and a, and a one-all draw with Champions Select Parkway. How are you yeah. all? How are all the players faring up so far? Um, I mean, uh, Monday was a bit of a battle. Um, I mean, Botas, um, you know, they had one man sent off. They had about five yellows. Um, I think there's a few injuries. Jay Cash might be out for a while. Ed Timmons injured, so we're we're pretty thin on the bones. Uh, Darren ain't kitted up yet though, so uh, we're waiting for that. <laughs> he was fourth. He was pretty close on Monday though, wasn't he? Fourth sub. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was close. <laughs> he was raring to go, I think. All uh, right, uh, and uh, so that was a disappointment, obviously. But then things have turned around slightly with the one-all draw with Parkway. Uh, I guess after that game, everyone must have been uh, pretty high again. Yeah, I mean, um, last night was a um, was a good game, really. I think we we took it to Parkway. Um, it's been a bit of an up and down season, um, all in all, problem. But I think last night we showed, you know, we can mix it with the best. And you know, on our day, we still, we still, you know, we're one of the top teams in the league, really. And did I see there was a last minute penalty awarded to Parkway? Yeah, there was a last minute penalty, and uh, yeah, it was a correct decision by the ref. Which, uh, the ref had a great game actually. Um, yeah, Jordan Cox backed up, and uh, Corey made a great save. So that was nice for being an uh, ex Parkway player. So. <laughs> so, so everything now turns to Saturday, and uh, it's in yeah. Allstoke Priory Park. Uh, always mm. a special one these days when the two clubs face each other. But, but even more special for you, I suspect, against a former club. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's an of, you know, always, always a uh, special place in my heart. Great club, great memories. Um, but I think they've had like a similar season to us. Um, they've lost obviously Ed to injury, which is a big loss for them. But I think, really, I think they might be fifth, and we're fourth. So, you know battling for that top four spot so it's quite a big game on Saturday 
Well, what made you leave St Austell in the summer for bobbing anyway? Uh, I mean, there's a few things. Um, personally, I thought the team Gilby was building at Bobbin, we would be win. We would have probably, you know, been up there winning things. I thought St Austell, you know, was peeing away a little bit. But I mean, the, the, the move as such doesn't really do it justice because you know we're, we're we're no further forward than St Austell this year. But I think you know that's football sometimes. And how's it uh, like being a player under? Under Gilby, we all hear stories about him, but are any are any of them actually true? <laughs> well, Gil's, you know, he's passionate. Um, but one thing to say about him, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and you know, he's always got his players back. I mean, we've been through a, a tough time uh, after Christmas. You know, no games, no money coming through the gates. Times are hard for the club, but you know, he's dug deep, and you know, he's, he kept the the team morale and um, you know, he's. He's a motivator, I'll give him that. I've never played under someone that will get you, apart from Phil Laffey, him and, him and Laff are pretty much on par with motivation. They'll, they'll try and get the best out of you, which is, you know, always good as a player. That, that's a bit of a horror horror movie thought, isn't it? Having Gilby and Laffs in the same changing room. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> All right. How would you say your season personally has gone so far? I mean, personally, uh, you know, we had a good... I had a good start in the uh, started off well pre-season, and then I had a bit of a hamstring. I was out for about three, four months. Um, but I mean, in then three, four months, I only missed about eight, nine games anyway because of the the, the backlog of fixtures. But um, I mean, now we've been playing games, I'm feeling fitter again. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm back scoring a few more. So, and last night was a bit uh, a nice moment scoring equalised against Partway because uh, you know it's uh, always nice to score against the best teams in the league. Yeah, I was I, I I was at the Salt Ash game and I picked up a programme and uh, I was looking yeah. earlier this evening and I was surprised to actually see you played so many games. You that uh, yeah. up to yeah. well, you played twenty four games this season, so Yeah, I know, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable for being injured for four well, three to four months. It's uh, and that just sums up the season, I think, you know. If you if you went on holiday around the world for about three months you would have missed that thing. All right. So uh after Saturday it's it's then five away games on the trot, which include yeah. uh Tavistock on a Monday, Witheridge next Thursday and, and also yeah. Ivy Bridge the Wednesday after. As a player, I mean what are your yeah. thoughts on that sort of schedule? Well it's you know, it's, it's, it gets to the point, you know, you've got got to work in that time as well. So, I mean, getting to Witheridge on a Thursday night is going to be a bit of a struggle. But, you know, it's all part of it. I mean, I think the FA should really have a hard look at themselves, you know, extend the season, the combination league, hence the end of the month. So, I think, all in all, I think maybe next year, do they either play, the, sorry, the SWPL, play more games in August and September to try and stop this backlog? I don't know. What I don't know what your thoughts are on it, really. Well, I think uh, I, I don't think anyone foresaw foresaw what no. sort of winter we were going to have, and and of course no. you, you say, for example, Bob in August and September, yeah. but if you yeah. go on a good FA Cup run, you're, yeah. you're snookered that way. Exactly. Yeah. There's no there's no easy way out. I mean, um, it's just I think for everyone, it's just you know get especially for us this season. I think it's just see the season out and go again next year and, and build again and try and be up be up there and winning winning silverware really. Yeah, and, and you have to feel a little bit sorry for the likes of Camelford and Callington, who, who are both fighting relegation, and both yeah. home games tonight caught off as well because of waterlogged oh, no. pitches. It's, it's uh, unbelievable, isn't it, Dave? I mean, we played up Camelford about two weeks ago, and it was it should never been on them. Really, you couldn't even stand up; it was that bad. But, oh, well. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's all fun and games. Yeah, that's right. Um, final question. I mean, 
you you touched on it with the work thing and players, yeah. but um, I mean, what about yourself? I mean, how do you manage trying to you know get away for well, like you said, Witheridge quarter to quarter to eight yeah. kick off, but you're going to need to leave yeah. fairly early, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I uh, started running the way in so I can do my own rotors, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not. <laughs> I've got to make up them hours so I end up doing a six-day week of making up them hours so, you know, I end up working, you know, extra hours just trying to fit this football in so I don't really have much free time. Mm. But that's the sacrifices you you make but it's definitely more sacrifices this year than any other year, that's for sure. I think all we can say is let's get this season out of the way and roll <laughs> on next season, don't you? Yeah, definitely, Dave. I think I think that's uh, totally right. Okay, well, thanks for that, Harry. All the best uh, for the for all the games you got to come. And, and uh, I, the the one little criticism I've got is you don't seem to have scored many goals. Yeah, I know, I know. I, th- I think uh, you know this season I, I seem to be assisting more than scoring. I think the big man Carts is stealing all the goals. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> all right. Okay, thanks for that, Harry. Cheers, Dave. Cheers. Bye. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast.